Gone Off on a Tangent is brought to you by the following sponsors. Active Arena, Lincoln's first indoor five-a-side football venue with a dedicated sports bar. Small Beer Limited, Britain's leading cask wholesaler. Clavering's Removable Storage and Clearance. Big Boots UK, leading online retailer of Steel Blue Boots. Check out our socials for all the information. Hello and welcome to another edition of Gone Off on a Tangent. By now, we should most definitely be your favourite podcast. If we're not, fuck the other ones off and stick with us. I'm Adam Stocks, he's Dan Taylor and he's Carl Stubbs. Good evening. And back for his hat-trick ball is Tibsy. Good evening. I'm a bit annoyed there, I promised myself I'd swear less on this podcast and I've got off to an absolute Brahma there on a strong start. So apologies if that offended anybody. What did you say? I think I dropped an F-bomb. Well, there's a lot more. It's probably the earliest, that's a minute in. That's the earliest I've ever dropped an F-bomb. So, sorry to any sensitive ears in the car. He literally spoke about wanking over Maria Sharapova last week. (laughs) That's probably a fair point. Yeah, that's a (laughs) real... Yes, as always, uh, as I think I said last week as well, the feedback again has been superb. Uh, What I liked this week with the feedback was... There was different little elements of the podcast. A buffet, if you will. Yeah. Some liked the comments about Sharapova. Others liked your attempt at Mandarin, <laughs> which was which was impressive. <laughs> Others liked uh, Cotton Eye Joe. It was just, it was a real melting pot. I think <laughs> Smorgas bored. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. Wank Puffin, that made its way into some people's thesaurus uh, <laughs> now. So enjoy that. Uh, you can use that whenever you will. Just send me a quid every time you use it, if I'd you could. Quite, I'd quite like DJ Dave to make more appearances on the pod. Be honest. He's coming back for the Christmas special. Right. He's coming back. I've booked him for Christmas. 150 sheets. Christ. Yeah, Is so I booked, yeah, booked him for Christmas. He'll play so, like Stay Now. Yeah, ta- Taking it from your current account into your savings, have you? Yeah, just moved him across. <laughs> yeah. He'll do the classic. There'll be there'll be Wham, Stay Now, all the all your regular classic from we Christmas. Had some Christmas oh, I could party. wear my coat, didn't we? You could wear your coat, yeah. yeah. Dan has a... Uh, E17 coat that he wears every Christmas and most Christmas parties I would sing to you down the street. <laughs> Heady days. What was that, Stubbsy? Sorry. We had some Christmas party chat, didn't we? Yeah, there is going to be one. Uh, obviously, it's it's only September, so there's no point about it just yet, but we are going to plan some sort of I really hope piss Stubbs, up. Stubbsy walks into another signpost. That That'd be a, good. That yeah, that happened as well. That was, that, that was a fantastic Stubbsy donged day. off a lamppost one Christmas party, didn't you, Stubbsy? You need to knock yourself out. The night Should before, he was flying to Australia. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> that, uh, can still G'day, hear, Mike. can still hear that ring. I can. Still see the blood pissing down your face <laughs> as well. You kept on drinking though. So it's, yeah, it's all, all well. With that really subtle blue plaster that I had on my forehead. It was subtle. Too Health pack. and safety mad this country now, isn't it? But yeah, yeah no, we've, we've chatted about maybe on a piss up at Active Arena, um, but we'll let you know near the time what we're going to do. But we're, we're doing it, so if you want to come along... Do you think uh, we listeners. could get our little old small beer Christmas helper to come along? I'm pretty sure he we might could. come. Yeah, we'll yeah. invite him. Yeah, send up the bat signal, see if he turns up. Yeah, if, if there's <laughs> any Christmas, can go online. If there's any Christmas party you want to attend, this is probably the loosest that you'll have ever been to. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll let you know details near the time, but there is a plan, uh, we need to speak to Danny and get it all formulated and there'll be subsidised beers and all that sort of jazz, but we'll uh, let you know the time. We'll have a little merch stand as well. Yeah. We haven't got any merch to sell, but no, we'll, we'll get there. We'll take pre-orders <laughs> and run away. <laughs> How are you anyway? You must be just Me? about getting getting your breath back after yeah, yeah. walking up all them stairs on Friday. Well, Newcastle's fun because you get there, you go through the turnstile and just through a little Sherpa takes your hand. 
just to take you, just to <laughs> ascend up the stairs. The little fella takes you all the way up. It's fantastic. I was, I was saying before we clicked record that um, it's one of the worst smells I've ever walked into. What was your seat number? Uh, I don't know. I was I was in uh, what they call seventy four. No, the no. moon. <laughs> I was on the balcony. It was called the balcony. So you went up and the, and uh, went down Jupiter. The yeah, and just on the balcony there. Slowly getting back into it with the away trips and that. It's, uh, it feels great to be back. I must admit, I've got Fulham tomorrow night so in the cup, so that'll be good. Down, down to London, might be able to get be good something from a game. Yeah, it'd be nice to get some uh, some goals, and then West Ham on Saturday. See if we can get any points. Be nice. Got some points. Just be nice to get three prawn sandwiches At next once. week. I am Dan. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I am prawn sandwich next week. Uh, I might come back a different man next week. That's where less. Doubtful. I this can't isn't. imagine you eating a prawn. I don't really like prawns. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> so there is actual I just have the bread. Yeah, just have the bread. Bread and butter, please. Just have the bread and butter. No, I am. Uh, you don't thank- eat that anymore, do you? Because you. I will that weekend. Free. No, I will that weekend. But back to it the week after Watford at home. So um, if we don't start, don't if we don't start picking points that we are in the mud a little bit. So. Now would be a good time to start winning in, the, in starting the cup. But um, West Ham's not going to be easy. They looked all right against uh, United before VAR completely ruined. The, we'll go the on game. to that. That's the last thing on our sheet. But the my dad said to me, he said uh, he rang me, he said quite excitedly, he said, "Just watching the uh, Man U West Ham game, look quite toothless to West Ham." I went, "Yeah, their teeth's playing this weekend, Antonio. He's not playing, Dad. <laughs> so." <laughs> They'll pop the teeth back in for the Ellen Road trip, I'm sure, <laughs> as he bags an hatchery against Liam Cooper. But we'll see. This isn't a Leeds podcast. Let's move on. You had... Uh, literally just spent five minutes talking about You it. started it, not me. Yeah, but you fucking <laughs> went and packs and clacks. Well, you, you poke a Leeds bear and he's going to scratch your face off. Wednesday had a disappointing result this weekend, didn't they? Yes, it wasn't impressive. Um, yeah, I watched it and it weren't the best. You get that in League One, though, to be fair. You get it, don't you? To be yeah. fair, I was, it was uh, Saturday. It was, I don't know, maybe after about 60 minutes. And I was sat, as you do, just on Gillette, uh, not Gillette, it's like Saturday, like the app on your phone, going through the results. And I was literally, every other one I was looking at, I was like, they're beating them. Yeah. It was one of them weird. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, what is going on here? Yeah, it were weird. And then the imps. It's disappointing. Yeah. To yeah, say the least. Yeah. I've just been past Insel Bank and their CEO still running around the ground. Still running, still running around, Ipswich Shake, ha- kissing babies. Congratulations to Ipswich for winning the league. Yeah, well, that in was September. That, you we fucking just, that isn't on the sheet, but can we talk about that? Because it was it was Dan, who was a, a long time listener, raised to my attention on my timeline. Yeah, What's that all about? Don't know. I think they, they're trying to relief. Yeah, well, I think there's part of that, but they're also trying to re-engage the fans at Ipswich, aren't they? And they've got a long way to go. They've, they've got not. a long way to go, but I suppose a they've got long to start somewhere. Way. But, yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting uh, reaction. But, you'd, uh, you'd expect that reaction in March or April. Yeah, or when you're like pushing. Very much so. You know, that was a valuable point. Yeah, three yeah, points, in with yeah. a chance of the last, you know, top three. With five, they have had a terrible start whatever, and but, spent a hell of a lot of money, haven't they? They've signed about yeah. 18 players or something, haven't they? I mean, it's crazy. A lot of people, I, I wasn't there, but there's quite a few people that uh, said that they weren't much cop and pretty average. So it's, um, yeah, disappointing result for us. And then we've... Uh, and, uh, to be honest, we were fucking hanging on against Rotherham last Tuesday. Christ, it was uh, backs against the wall for the last twenty minutes, and keeper made six, seven good saves. But you know, I just think uh, it's getting more and more obvious in League One now. Now they've scrapped the financial fair play. There is such a big gap. Oh, there's a huge, gulf. huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've yeah. got some of the teams that have got very little money. Well, not very little, but like uh, in comparison, in comparison, in comparison yeah. to I mean. 
some of the bigger sides in our league have probably got players on what our budget is. It's not done us any favours, mate, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got any money. You should sell more tuna. Spent a fair bit this summer in terms of you know bringing players in wages wise. I was going to say, I think you've got a couple of lads yeah. that are on six, and the, seven grand yeah. a week, haven't you? Any more fake taxi firms? Any more fake sponsorship firms going on at Wednesday? Not that I've seen fake, this. Not this week. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> a fake taxi, and not in a good way. No. Fake taxi firm, just on the all over the side. Not the ones <laughs> that Carl's used to, yeah. No. Right, let's jump into our first topic, which is the uh, sad death of Jimmy Greaves, which. Uh, yeah, obviously none of us, I don't think, supporting the clubs he played for, but way before all of our times, clearly, uh, you wouldn't have seen him play, Tibbsy, would you? We. No? 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 Just check in, just check in. don't want to be ageist, just making sure you didn't see him in his Chelsea days. No? No. no. Um, I had match day two on last night, just trying to catch up with the highlights, and his, his numbers are ridiculous. So, Phenomenal, aren't they? So, all-time goal scorers, English top flight, three-five-seven, Jimmy Greaves. Nearest to him is Steve Bloomer on 314, Dixie Dean 310, Gordon Hodgson 288, Shearer 283, who uh, I regard think as, is one yeah, of the top. Yeah. Obviously, his Premier League numbers were ridiculous, but he's absolutely miles off him. Absolutely miles off him. Yeah. It's incredible. And then the next slide they put up, which was even uh, near fell off my chair, sorry. So, most league goals in, Euro- in Europe's top five leagues. So, what order do you reckon it goes in? Keep it at the order. Obviously, you, you'd know Greaves on there, but what what's what's the order? Who's number one? Alan Shearer. No, no. Got to be Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo's Messi. number one, four seven nine. Messi. Closely followed by Messi with four seven four. Then it's Greaves, three six six. So not only is he doing it in England, the comparisons are just unbelievable. What a player he must have been. And then uh, finally, Gerd Muller, who's, who's obviously died very recently as well, is, mm. is well-renowned, has been a ridiculously good striker. I mean, that is some company to be keeping. I mean, I heard on the radio earlier that he's he, he should be thought of as one of, the, one of, if not the best player we've ever produced. But the thing is, I don't like, I remember speaking to my dad about him. Um, and On the know, terraces while <laughs> you were watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Well, yeah, when I was stood there watching him playing, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Who's that, Dad? Thanks, Nobed. Um Anyway, uh, he, um, yeah, apparently was something else, and and you know, obviously he missed the '66 World Cup through injury, uh, which is well documented. But then, you know, nobody really speaks about him as an England player, do they? You know, whenever you hear anything about him, it's, it's always about it's, his club days. Isn't yeah, it? it's all about his club days, and I mean, you know, you just list, you know, read some of the reaction. To the, the sad news and it, it, everybody's glowing about him. I mean, I mean Gaza on TV record? this morning, and I don't, you know, God bless him, Gaza done all the best into him. But you could see it meant something to him. Apparently, they were quite close. And his England know, record was well, a joke. He, he had some demons, didn't he? That's probably where the connection is there. Yeah, he, he, yeah. As yeah, he yeah, described the, earlier on Talksport, um, he lost five years of his life to booze. So I think there's probably some joint. Uh, Affection, yeah, and yeah. demons and stuff. Yeah, so that's 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 an interesting point. Obviously, that's why we helped him. But, but even like even like watching some of the, like the highlight reels that they've put together and things, his footwork. You just don't some some of the footwork you see in the modern day. You don't kind of think it happened back back then. But yeah, I mean, some of his finishing is is. Footwork was fucking phenomenal. Entirely natural, apparently. Yeah, for those that know more so than we gifted, know, yeah. just completely naturally <clears throat> gifted. Didn't really work hard in training. Just, I think he. One of his quotes is he just 
I just knew where to be. Just knew where to be. Just knew where to be. Bang, goal. Sorry, Stubbs, you were saying his his record, England record. Uh, his, yeah, his England record is was played 57 with 44 goals. Wow. Mm. It's just a twist of fate though, isn't it? That yeah. that Hurst thing. It's an absolute twist of fate. Because he was he was our best striker. It's just incredible, isn't it? But that's what I mean, they're not injured. really mentioned about much no. as an England player, even no. though he's got a ridiculous record. Is it record. because of that generation, do you think? I it think just so. gets overshadowed because of the 66 boys? Possibly. It's interesting, isn't it? His goal scoring is literally a joke. Yes, yeah, absurd, you, mate, yeah. Like, if go through his Chelsea career, 157 appearances, 124 goals. AC Milan, only 12 appearances, but scored nine goals in them 12. <laughs> Went Spurs, 321 appearances with 220 goals. Incredible. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. And it, I, to be it, fair, I, I don't. I might be speaking completely out of turn here, but for a player in 1961 to go and play for AC Milan, it's got to be pretty much unheard of. There wasn't many. There wasn't many. John Charles did it. Because I remember sort of like when, when Ray team. Wilkins for, went out there and that was like made a massive deal out of... There hasn't been big, many, there, big was there? ripples, no. weren't yeah, there? Yeah, there's a few more so now going to Germany and stuff, but back in... You're right, in them days, it was so <coughs> rare. We just didn't test ourselves over there. No. I think John Charles, one of the most... Ex-Leeds, obviously one of the most famous ones. They absolutely adore him in Italy, but you're right. that it, it was so rare. I, I didn't know he'd actually played for AC Milan. I've got, I must admit, I didn't know that. So that's, that's incredible. And then to, to score as well. It's incredible, but... Um, no, we've lost a few last couple of years. That's some absolute legends, and hopefully the uh, eighty grand AC Milan paid for him before That'd Spurs be quite a lot bought of him. Yeah, him Nine hundred ninety-nine. Is what? And then Spurs bought him for ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine in December. Hundred grand then? No, penny sure. Went to the hundred grand <laughs> No, that's incredible. But uh, no, uh, and obviously his TV work. So you definitely remember that. Oh, I yeah. definitely remember, I remember that. that. He commentated obviously. on Wednesday beating Man United in the 91 League Cup. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, which I always smile at, there's a goal that Jimmy Greaves scored where he pushed the keeper in the net. And, and you know, I can't remember whether it choked off, but this, you know, this footage of him barging into the keeper and the keeper going in the net. In that, in that League Cup final against Man United, Man United scored in inverted commas, a goal against us, where um, Chris Turner, who used to play for Man United in their net, got pushed into the goal, and it was disallowed. And Jimmy Greaves said, don't see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> thought, you know, it always makes, makes me smile. I'm glad, obviously, I'm glad it was choked off, but, you know, yeah, yeah, it makes me smile. There's not many that make the transfer to the telly, though, is it? From, it's, it's interesting that... that, that has, now. I mean, it's a very famous... Yeah, no, but <clears throat> all as analysts and pundits, I mean, he had his own... Saying Greaves was yeah, a show, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? I mean, that's that is rare, isn't it? Yeah, that doesn't happen now. Pundits are ten a penny. There's I mean, a million on Sky Sports. I mean, obviously, you've got that wonderful Peter Crouch program, but hey ho. God, yeah, DL five. I mean, I'm, I'm not old enough to have seen Second Greaves, but it's got to be better than that shite. Unbelievable. Saturday, Saturday didn't it? Time, mate. Bit of a staple, they were. Loads of shows like that, though, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Um. So, rest in peace, Jimmy Greaves. Um. Obviously, and from the sublime to the ridiculous. And that is Pep Guardiola basically calling out the Man City fans. I couldn't type this fast enough on top show Because <laughs> I just, I've seen a lot in my footballing supporting days. Uh, Please support us. Oh, I just, it was, and I actually, it made me feel a lot of sympathy for Man City fans because obviously. Can you stop oh, dressing up as plastic honestly, seats? Honestly, <laughs> all of us have supported a club that have gone down to League One or come up to League One, whatever you in, in mine and Tibbs's case, he supports a club that, in his probably own opinion, shouldn't be where they are. They are. We all know that. We've talked about that before. And Leeds were saying. 
And we had really good crowds. Wednesday having really good crowds. We had really good crowds. Man City had really, really good crowds. And you just think there must be an element of that crowd that probably doesn't like. Back at Main Road. Yeah, we were talking about earlier yeah. Main Road, weren't we? I was terrified what it wasn't stadium. all that. But the, I wonder if there's an element. I mean, they do get good crowds. It is a little bit of a myth. But well, not for that night, clearly, that Champions League night. But there must be an element of their fan base that just doesn't like this. I think they've just turned into a bit of an arsenal where the, when they do get big crowds is purely from like a tourist's point of view rather than 12 actual, 50 tickets like the rather, for rather than actual fans. I mean, so that's my point <coughs> of, 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 the, of the proper fans. Obviously, there'll be an element of them, but a lot of them... Because I, I made this point on, on Friday when I was, I was chatting it in the car with the fans going north and I was just saying this Champions League swashbuckling, spending loads of money, buying this, buying that... To a proper City fan, is that not what Man United do? And is that not what they ridiculed them forever? Oh, we're the, we're, the, we're the Manchester side. You're full of tourists, blah, 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 blah. And they're morphing now into it's what gone, they despise. I think it's gone full circle. I think it's gone the other way. Oh, no, there's a hell of a lot of tourists at Old Trafford. Oh, yeah, I know there is. But I, I think that it's going... Well, you think they're worse? Yeah, 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 I do. And to be honest, I, I, I just... Some of the stuff that it's unearthed this week's been fucking brilliant. Like the postcode lottery. Some stuff. of the memes, which are pet, the internet is finest. On, uh, and the, the best one for me was the um, Monopoly money uh, McDonald's thing. <laughs> it was like, like Piccadilly Circus, two tickets to the United to the uh, City game. There were so many people like, tweeting like, oh, I've just, just gone into, opened it up and there's two tickets to Man City or I've left my car and I've got a ticket and I've gone, I've gone to pick out the whiskey wine but it's two tickets to City. I mean... Just it was why he would say. I mean, there, there was a wider point I think that he was trying to make because he was trying to make a point about the team being tired and they, they need the fans. But the way he just kept digging a hole, and then the, the supporters trust, I think it was, came out and said, "You stick to coaching." I mean, that's bad, isn't it? When you're saying that to your own gaffer, there's even something. They were in something in their program against Southampton about comparing um, attendances as well between Southampton and City. That's you know. Oh, come on, it's yeah, it's gone a little bit crazy. Obviously, it? gets to them, doesn't it? Yeah, you must get to. What is their average average? There attendance. was fifty two thousand there for the Saints game, so it's oh, not shabby. It's not. It's not when. What the, is it? A seventy thousand seat? No, it fucking only holds about fifty five, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah no, I saw a percent, right, is I saw a capacity percentage, and it was like high nineties. They're in. They're in the. They're in the ninety high nineties for league games. Where they struggle is midweek cup games stuff, which I mean, is. I mean, which is why they're trying to sell tickets for £12.50. Just been caught speeding and received a ticket for Man City Southampton. <laughs> Just been pouring my cornflakes into a bowl and a ticket for City Southampton fell in the bowl. I mean, the thing is, though, look, if you look at what they've done, you know, it's... Yeah, they bought... It's not argu- organic growth, uh, is No, it? it's not organic growth. But, but as a fan, you'd love your club to do it. And I do find it a little bit difficult to understand why people aren't going. Yeah, I know it's obviously we're mentioning that it's not... A huge percentage, but a noticeable one, and it does surprise me a little bit because you know it's one of them things when when it all started when you know Sven were there and that you know it started building, there was a real excitement and and it felt like the fans were still there. They first went from Main Road to the Etihad and it started to grow and it felt like there were still some of the old I'd say old club, but you know it felt like there yeah. was still something remaining from them main road days. Now it just feels completely different. But, but, that, but that's what happens when you take a club that is, uh, there's, there's obviously two clubs in Manchester. Manchester United, as much as I hate it, are absolutely massive. They're a massive football club, they're a massive pull. Man City would, would only ever have, in terms of fan base, limited appeal. And it takes, what, 10, 15, 20 years to build 
the Asian market, the American market, which they're trying to do now and they're doing a really good job of it, but it takes time. So there's only so many fans. So if you said to me, right, Adam, if Leeds were going to max out every single week, what's the most? I would say 60,000 for a consistent basis, but we ain't going to get that for a League Cup game. But we, we'd 60,000. You asked us to go 70, 80, 90. I don't think Leeds could do it as much as I think we're the biggest club in the world, which we're clearly not. You know what I mean? Uh, that's and Lincoln's the same. What's Lincoln's? What would you max out at? What, week in, week out? Yeah, what's the most? Yeah, 10,000. So, if, so <clears throat> if a shake bought you now, took you all the way up, where are you going to find these extra fans from? They, yeah. they would be there initially because you're winning leagues, like you say. But the, every club. Every club's have done it over 50 years. Yeah, every club's got a seat. It was the same with Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea's thing is they're in London. Well, look at Bournemouth. So, Bournemouth were in the Premier League. They were... 12,000 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd probably need many more, to be fair. No, because it was absolutely jam-packed at that, wasn't it? But, That's what I mean, but no, I well, there wasn't think, like, many more probably to get in, is what I'm saying. You think 5, like more? Lincoln City, I mean, what if when we got to the League Cup, what would we take there? 25,000, 30,000, was it? Yeah, something like that. But they're not going to go week in, week out. Not There's at all. plenty of day trippers just... Getting involved in that and fair play. So you're them, asking but. a percentage of fan base to pay for a lot of finals because they get to finals every year, all the home games, all the Champions League, Champions League group games, blah, 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 blah. You're asking a nucleus and a percentage, which is why they've ended up selling tickets £12.50 because they've, they've scraped it all now and regular Joe doesn't want to go to everything. Thing is, the fan base you, isn't that big when, you, city. when you're top of the tree, as in top of the football pyramid, and you're one of the best sides... You're going deep in most competitions. It is that it's a lot more it's bloody before, expensive that, that to fucking follow, calendar yeah. is expensive to yeah. follow. And you know, it's even as you know, you go down the leagues, yeah, you've got more you you got um other competitions to be in, but you're not in them as long as some of the big clubs no. in you know. I remember that season <clears> we had where I think we played sixty four games yeah. or something. It cost a fucking fortune. Yeah. Because I didn't, I think I only missed about five or six games all season. It's ridiculous. But that that again, sixty odd games is expensive at our level. So well, you we can appreciate it being that price. even no, more expensive. Even back at that then, level. it was like twenty quid a ticket yeah, for yeah. some of the away games, and that is mental. But historically, Man City aren't a big football club. They're just not. They're just whatever way you whatever way you paint it. They're just not. So where they're supposed to get these fans from, I, I don't know. And it, it'll be, it will be done eventually because they're not going anywhere. They're, they're richer than God. So they're not, they're not going anywhere. But it'll just take time for them to build up the generations and, and the touristy stuff and pull them away from Manchester United who still get 70,000 every week. They have no problem selling their tickets, yada, yada, yada. They're I just can't help but mind. feel that City, are, the bubble's going to burst. And I just don't In think what kind it, of way? Their sort of takeover of... English football I think in give it another year or so and I genuinely don't think they're going to be about what do you mean? The, as to the competitive levels that they're at now with that squad no no just, no, just, no, no, just my opinion, opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm I, I that, cannot so. cannot see it lasting I I just say, and I think that's the, half the problem with the Man City fans I think they're literally sat there like this bubble's bursting any moment. Well, it's one of their. Is it? We're not really here. That's one of their sayings, isn't it? So, so, the, so that's a really good point because there is an element of them, like I say, that that they were there in League One, that they don't want to be this. So well, maybe bursts, I may be cutting that maybe a little too short. But I, in the next four or five, but the years, money's not going anywhere, is it? So you, you purely mean from a Pep leaves in what twenty twenty three? I think hmm. he leaves. Yeah. So it's what they do next, but. They just throw money at it, surely, until it works again. Unless the fans don't turn up, and then he might just throw his toys in the, yeah. out of the pram. And Can I just them? touch on Pep actually? Because I've noticed it from a from my club's level with Klopp. 
the, these top managers are becoming really, really annoying. Like, so he's had a pop at the fans, whichever way you want to paint it, it is a pop at the fans. Then he was moaning about fixture pile up and squad size. And all, mate, Fuck, are, you, any, are you shitting me? If anyone can you have fucking... Or doesn't have the right. You can play a first, second, or probably third third eleven that would compete with most teams in the Premier League. Newcastle on Friday night, we had the Blazing Squad on the bench. We had they were all they were all eighteen, nineteen. So behave yourself, you tosser. And Klopp's just as bad. It doesn't. I mean, last season when it wasn't going right, he was moaning about everything. These just these Mourinho set the tone because he got he moans about his his shoes not being tied right. But they're all at it at the minute. I just think Ferguson used to do it to perfection, but he would do it as a distraction. Which I hate it. He, he would do it as a distraction. These boys are just moaning, man. Equally, though, don't you think it's the other way around? Like fans are just as bad as the players, uh, as the managers. Well, yeah, because fans are, I mean, Twitter's a cesspool, absolute cesspool. It is. It's a joke. I mean, you know, we've only got to look at my team, you two guys' team at the weekend. You know, we we got a draw. Should have been more. Easily should have been more. But and then. You guys lose Gen- genuinely, and, and you, you look online and, it, and it, 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 Lincoln fans. It, it, there's some Lincoln fans out there, and I know quite a few listen to this, and I'm sure the ones that do probably agree with me when I'm with what I'm about to say. But they are the most fickle fucking idiots I've come across in my life. One week you beat in Cambridge five-one world beaters. The next week, you know, well we drew against Rotherham, which was a fucking <laughs> that was a point that we should be very grateful for because we were up against it, and then we lose, lose at home, and but then it's like oh we're relegation fodder, and it's like hang on a minute, just have a bit of perspective. Last year, you're always going to compare it to last year. We got into the playoffs, which was an overachievement in itself. To be ninety minutes away from the championship was fucking mind blowing, and yeah, you know we didn't take the opportunity, we didn't turn up um, like we pro- perhaps would have liked at, at Wembley but the real people have to be realistic and last year we had two two wide players from Manchester City and Forest who between them are probably worth the best part of 15 20 million and that was something that Lincoln should never have had really if you if you put like if you lay it all out on the table it's fucking insane we had players like that in playing in our kit but we haven't got that this year and we didn't have the best of transfer windows and now People are oh, moaning that Appleton's come out and said that it's a year of transition. You have to be understanding that we're in a position of transition. We are now in the league that we're in. We're being run like we are in terms of players coming in, developing, off they go. You can't you can't get tied down to a player like Eurydice and that sort of thing anymore because you can't get too attached to them because you they know they're coming time, in. Yeah, they? and they're coming in one door and they're doing their job. They're getting better under great... Ma- man management and coaching and then we're making a profit on them that is the model it's not going to change but some of these people <laughs> oh can i get my fucking money back for a season ticket fuck off mate wow I oh mate I honestly this weekend was horrific did not know it got that bad i see uh, but, a lot but, on my but, timeline but like now, i say wow. i i can't really speak about last last week's game because i wasn't there on saturday but the the division in opinion on last week's game is quite you know apparent i, I you know, it's, it's difficult to work out. Was it good? Game. Was it bad? Oh, okay. You know. yeah, but, right. you know, do you know what I mean? That's, that's what I mean about the fickleness is that some people who've got their head, screw, head screwed on are in a position to say, look, we know that it's, it's going to be a, a long old slog this year. But some people are just constantly, has to be success. Like Appleton's been brought in. We are 
a club in transition, whether you like it or not. Yeah, we overachieved last year, and this year may be seen as you know less success than that. for us this year is finishing nineteenth. Exactly. As far as I'm exactly. Literally, don't care. I think there's a wider point at play here, though, because because it, it's like I, I just find with, with my club, and it's similar because it's like I have to get off Twitter now when when, when we don't win because it's just it's honestly toxic, the, 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 I've I've literally seen people this week asking for Belter out, which is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. No, just but to that, go one step further than that, people are ask, asking for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer out at United. They're fucking top of the league. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's, a bad manager, that's, that's the social media it world. Just, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, that's for you, Mike. Right? Okay. No, it, uh, do you know what I mean, though? Like, they, what more do you want from a manager than to get your team to top of the league, and you've still got fans asking for him out? But you've got the silent minority now are just that silent minority because uh, silent majority, sorry, are just that they're silent. The minority are so loud now, especially on Twitter, because you can tweet whatever you want. It goes around the that, world. That's what the majority. Make, that's what I, I would class you boys as the majority. You're, I know you haven't been hmm. uh, Saturday because of cricket, but. When, when that's over, you'll be there every single week and all the away games. And there'll be... So away crowds, for me, are the one. So I, I sit in a crowd every week. It's capped at 3,000, whatever it is now. And I'll sit in away fans and I can come away from a game and I know how we've played because I've watched it myself in my own eyes. But there's also, very rare, even if when you're on the train, people are saying things you don't already think. Get on Twitter and like you say, you don't know what you've seen. Mate, because it's a different They're watching world. a different they're watching. fucking... Yeah, exactly. You don't know so what you they So you trust the eyes that are in the stadium. And, That's all I'll say to you. And people who just, you know, we've got people out there that are moaning about it and you just think, actually, break it down. We had the same issue last year when people couldn't understand that Lincoln were playing out from the back. But with players that actually Appleton inherited, there was those issues that, you know, Bolger, Shackle those sort of players that didn't fit the mould that he wanted to play, until he has a transfer window to get the players in that he wants, he's still going to play the way he wants to play or how he believes his side should play because he's got an identity that he wants to to you know drill into to the club. He was brought in as a as a as a manager that's going to develop us over three. Some of these fans expect us to be fucking qualified from the Champions League. Like it's they are unbelievable. Some of the fucking things I'm seeing. League, League One's funny though because it was the same when we were down there. It's it's just it, all leagues are hard to get out of. Don't get me wrong. And the Championship we were the, one of the biggest examples of that. But League One, if you catch it at the wrong time, like I said earlier about the money, it's not just that. It's just the whole thing. If you catch League One, so you, like last year I'd say you caught League One at a really good time because yeah. of COVID and everything else going on. You, like I say, your recruitment was absolutely bob on. If you get it wrong, you've got the likes of Wednesday turning up. Yeah. Oh, no, not this it's weekband, but you're, clubs, you're but massive but Sunderland and massive man, clubs. Man, 10x prem size or That's what stupid. I mean. It's just ridiculous. And you time it wrong and it's going to get worse next uh, year. And the thing is, come down, again, you can forest. break it down. It's all this, but maybe it's whatever. But at Wembley, we want to look. George Grant hits the bar. I'm telling you now, if that goes in, we're playing championship football as we, as we sit here now because... It invites Blackpool onto us, and we go and win that game three or four. But, they, one. They, but imagine you did; yeah. they'd still be moaning now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and that's of course you just got to almost blank it out and ignore it. I mean, so what, what's, what's it like from Wednesday point of view? The, this thing, year? the thing, I mean, this like I look back to the summer and the players we brought in, and the managers, our managers got to instill his identity onto the team, and it, and it, we look like we're bringing decent players in. You've got people online saying, "Oh, well, here we are." Give them time. Give him time. It's a whole new team. All that. Everything that Lincoln have gone through. And, and no now, sooner have they clicked send on that comment, they're fucking booing him on Well, Saturday. here we are now, seven, eight games later, and after Saturday, you've got people questioning the manager and the players. Well, there, there was there's, there's people online abusing Barry Bannon, which he seems to be the bit of the scapegoat at the minute. He missed a penalty at the weekend. Came out but, and apologised. Yeah, he did. Tweeted, yeah. But like he missed a penalty at the weekend. 
And then he, he's getting absolute dog's abuse online or people are, well, not aiming it at him, but obviously he's got Twitter, so he'll have seen it. And you just think, hang on a minute. <laughs> this is the guy that gets lauded about as one of the best players in the championship, never mind League One. Yeah. And, the, and we have a couple of iffy games. We're not winning 5-0 every week. And, and it's like, well, well, we should be blowing people away. Why? We're in League One for a reason. Yeah. I mean, I know that I know there were points. Right. This du- I know there were point deduction last year, but even so, you know, we were, it, it was almost in our hands at one point to stay out of it and not go down, and we threw it away. So we're there for a reason, and but yet for whatever you know, some people. Do you seem think to you think almost that, got off to too good of a start this season? Perhaps I know that sounds like a stupid no, thing no, to no, say. No, 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 you know you, you, like, you, no. You, you what did you right. win? Your first three or four? Yeah, what did you unbeaten in the first four, and you just think, oh, and and to be honest, in them first two or three games, there were times when we're certainly I don't think the first you conceded, one. Did you in your first? No, three first or four, no, first exactly. Four, yeah. And and you know you've got. Do you think that? Do you think that was then like just so you for, to go back on what you just said? Like, oh, we don't deserve to be here, and then you've won your first four games or whatever without conceding a goal, and all. the Fans are literally like, we are going to walk this. Like, no team is good enough to even play against us. Bloody, bloody, blah. And then you've lost a couple of games or whatever, drew a couple of games, and they're all like, "What? What's going on here? We 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 literally win every game three 0 in this league." We're too but but good. that's just it. That this this like first couple of months of the season is almost a, a, it's like a microcosm of 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 social media and football fans in general. It it's just the ideal snapshot of of how social media sees a football. Bit. One one minute it, everything's shiny and you know sunshine and rainbows and everything's great in the garden and then within 24 hours one thing w- your garden's been turned upside down yeah one thing i will say as well being a supporter of a club is kind of in the fucking name of it you know you support be it you know you're thick and thin it's through bad good times and bad fuck me lincoln i've had plenty of bad times the last five years have been fucking absolutely unbelievable you have to ride the wave eventually we're going to fall in you know it's not one of those things that carries on forever and ever and ever and it's just about being realistic and actually being grateful for the fact that we're playing League One football, which is mental compared to where we were, you know, six, seven years ago. I mean, I, we, we, I, could, we could be Arsenal fans <coughs> and crying about whatever's happening. Oh, pathetic families. I said it when I walked out of Old Trafford. So obviously just being absolutely bummed and it was ridiculous. And I just, just said to a mate of mine as I was walking up, I just said, yeah, but Soros lose 4-0 at Swindon on Tuesday night. It's not that bad, is it? It's bad, don't get me wrong. I don't want it to happen again, but yeah. yeah. Perspective. I've, I've seen what got pissed on it. It's, it's not literally the rain, but you know what I mean? I'm not into that. Um, talking of League while well, we're on League One, that's probably a good segue to go into uh, Derby County. No <laughs> laughter at the back. No laughter. Not allowed to laugh. All football fans together. So Derby County, uh, and they might have even gone into it now. I'm not quite sure what the current state is. I don't think it's been announced yet, but they're going into administration. They have £60 million worth of debt. They don't own the stadium. I think I'm right in saying because it was palmed off to another another company. So I think now Morris owns it or whatever happens with that. Uh, they're facing a 21-point deduction. Might even be more if they don't pay the wages on time. Uh um, Rooney's not paying them for him. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, three points next season when they are in League One because that's where they're going to go. Uh, look, yeah, then, three deals have collapsed. They're not staying up. Nine-point deduction due to financial breaches. And then, obviously, the 12 points for going straight into admin. Uh, they're in the mud. And this has been coming a long time. And I hate to sound like one of those blokes, but a lot of championship football fans did warn Derby fans that they could see this. Bearing in mind that teams that have been through from, it. From miles away From as well. absolute miles away. And one of the people that I just want to call out before I look to you guys for your opinion is someone like Jim White, who 
on TalkSport has a really large platform every single day, whatever it is, 10 to 12, whatever it is. About a year ago, when there was things collapsing and, and, and it looked like Rome was falling, and he had him on the radio and he was just waxing lyrical about how he's the one of the best owners in the league. This and other. That is really dangerous journalism. Just because he's your mate, Jim White, it's really irresponsible. I, I was driving thinking, this is dangerous because mm. Derby are in the shit and this is going to eventually, this all falls down. And when it does, what happens to the likes of Jim White? If just wound up the... I'd go on Twitter after it and you'd have Twitter, a Derby fan saying... Oh, we're fine. I've just heard him on the radio. Absolutely fine. Not even questioning anything that was going on at their club. So I think people like Talk Sport, who are just clickbait merchants, they really need to rein this shit in because it's really bad. It was coming a mile off. But So that's my little rant about Jim White, who I think is absolutely horrendous. This just could think- have happened so many times before, though. When Wolves got into the Premier League, mm. if they didn't get into the Premier League that they, season, we'd they would be talking about them like this as brown well. bread. Spend, spend, spend. But teams have done that. And like you say, Wolves, Bournemouth, Leicester, all spent. Gamble. Villa, I don't think, I don't think Bournemouth spent. necessarily yeah. spent. Not big. Scratch the surface, they did. Scratch the yeah, surface, but not mate. Not big, big, big. Enough, like, mate. Wolves, they broke the rules. Comparatively, yeah, they did. They broke the rules, Stubbsy. That's all that matters. Wolves, is. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much you break the rules by. Broke the yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. There's financial fair play, like you said earlier, for a reason. And these clubs just smash it, and then they find ways. Wednesday did it, sold the stadium. Reading did it, sold the stadium. Derby did it. They've now closed that loophole. It's just cheating, just for spending. You did it, to be fair. When's is a good example. Yeah. You, similar to Derby, and now you find yourself in League One. The, the thing is with this that irks me, and it does make me sound really bitter, but the, this was happening with Derby last season, and we were charged and had the points deducted at the start of the season, and then it rolls in, rolls on a little bit further, and then the thing with Derby kicks up, and they're talking about it last year. It gets suspended because they appeal and etc., and then we roll beyond the end of the season, not what, I don't know, maybe three, four weeks after it comes to an end, it looks like, you know, everything is going to fall apart. With six, seven games into the following season, it has fell apart. This should have happened last year. Like I said, it does make me sound bitter, but, you know, I just there's no consistency for me. I mean, I, I listen, what happened to us, it, it had to happen. We broke the rules. Like you've just said about rules, you know, as much as it pains me, it was. It was a joke and something needed to happen. Something had to happen. Regardless of whether it was my football club or whoever it is, you break the rules, you've got to pay the you know, pay the punishment. That's that's just the way it and is. It rarely happens in the EFL because it's such a joke organisation. They're, they're not strong enough, they're not quick enough, they're not brave enough. They've just taken the fair play rules out, the financial fi- fair know. play. It's a joke. What but, are you taking them out for? Yeah. You've literally just created, not a level playing field, but a leveler playing field and then you take it away what because a couple more people with more money have come into you asking to take it off the one thing the people I feel sorry for as much as I'm not a Derby Wickham. fan is the fans oh, I feel sorry for Wickham as well so yeah so. and yeah, and Wickham as well I mean that's the thing you they're, know, they're on about striking legal proceedings I should be sat in the championship right. yeah. well, it should be uh, yeah for a well run club yeah. but that, but that's exactly who it punishes you're absolutely right that's who it punishes it's, it's the well run club we, we got out of the championship and luckily this time we were well run before we weren't well run it was terrible anyway but the well run clubs they, they should they should achieve and, and all the time there's championship clubs are trying to get promoted and they're pointing at Derby and saying what are you going to do about this what are you going to do? And it takes years for anything. And what has, what has to happen is this happens. They implode. They can't go anymore. Failed takeovers. And it implodes. If a takeover would have gone through for Derby, none of this would have happened. But they never got they never got the point deductions they're getting other than the admin. It would never have happened because they're just toothless, the, the EFL. They're, just, they're a joke. They're a pathetic organisation with 
too many hands in pockets. You, you, just go and look at Accrington Stanley's chairman's Twitter feed and you'll see all you need to see about how he feels about other clubs. He runs his club properly and he's absolutely sick of it. And then you've got the likes of Gary Neville, they bring their, all their money and he doesn't want financial fair play stuff because he spunks loads of money up the wall. He's not interested. And there's people like him that just come into the league and just no, take but piss. Big, big advocates of teams like Accrington Stanley. I mean, Lincoln. Yeah, we're, Lincoln's we're the, same. the same. Lincoln yeah. cut their cloth accordingly every single season. They didn't used to, but since these new owners have been in, they've done a brilliant job. They put money in when they need proper to. Proper football clubs. Proper football. Really well run. Be proper, here today, be here tomorrow. Proper transparency with the fans. It's exactly what you want. You know, you don't want any of these fucking convoluted conversations that don't get fucking aired or, any, you know, all the detail that goes with it. It's been it's been great from our perspective, but fuck me, I'm... Yeah, I, but what chance part of me we... just feel... For, I do feel for the Derby, like Derby fans. I feel for Wickham. I feel for the You Wickham always fans, feel for feel... the fans, but they weren't listening, mate, as well. That, that's oh, no, I know what you're saying. And, and, but, and from, but, but from again, it's, have been it's, through it. it's that thing that's out of your control. It's not being kept in the loop. It's not being... But they weren't badgering Mel Morris. There was no protest. No one was, no one was well, asked. And then suddenly they, some of they've, the... they've woke up the next morning and gone, oh, we're, we're in trouble. Well, Jim White yeah. said the other day. Jim White said, yeah. it looks back around to what really annoys me. If you've got the right face and it fits, you're laughing. Mm. Because he wasn't a crazy foreign owner and, and they can't laugh at him and jump on it and blah, blah, blah. They just left him to it. And it's mm. just, it's, it's scandalous really what's happened. Absolutely scandalous. And if, if, Chef, well, I know Wednesday fans, it's easy to do. But if you're in League One now, you're obviously clearly not in financial trouble because you've got a really rich owner, but he broke all the rules going. But in those, what, was it three seasons you got in the playoffs? Three seasons. Two. If, two seasons, yeah. sorry. Consecutive if years, one yeah. of those seasons you'd have got up, wouldn't be in League One now, would you? No. no. Worst case, you'd have come back down with a pocket full. And, but that, that's just yeah, and then gone back up the following year. So, so, well, yeah. so there's a bigger thing at play here. What are we going to do about it? Because there's so much money in the Premier League, so much money, it's a wash of money, it's pathetic. You come down with parachute payments... So you come back down. You so you've already down. you've already then got half of the league below, knackered, knackered because they're up against the top. And you, and and they they come down. They don't use the parachute players what they're supposed to do. They just buy players. They don't actually use it to subsidise their current players. Steady the shit. They just spunk it. Newcastle do it every time they come down. Other clubs are famous for it. They just spend, 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 spend. The rest of the league's pointing at them and going, "How is this fair?" And then what happens? It implodes. They go down to League One. The list is as long as your arm now of teams that have come all the way down into League One. And half of them are sat in there now, and it's still continuing now. So it's exactly what people what were worried about, about when it? the Premier League were, and they were talking right. about being formed. And they exactly. Were right. And they were right because it's just an absolute shit show. Realistically, and we talked about it for a, a while earlier, but realistically, what chance to give Lincoln? They were run correctly, really well supported. Everything that goes in is from the fans, it's from a little bit of investment. But what, which I was so really wanted to just get up last year, mm. really wanted to just get up this year, just to stick. Well, I think a couple of clubs. Anyone who you're not, you're going to really struggle. Yeah, to, you're not competing. Yeah, but Lincoln City yeah. can't compete no. financially in Push League gone. One. What chance have we got in, league, in the Championship? Yeah, but again, it's, it's the same with Wickham. They riding, just couldn't but, compete but, as well. But at least you would get your reward. You get reward. You know, that's all I meant. Absolutely, yeah. But what would happen was we'd just get panned every week, and which is fine. I'm more than happy for that to happen to have a season in the Championship. Couldn't care less. Exactly, and, that, and that's what I mean about people keeping a grip on reality because, you know, the best will in the world, it's not too long ago that we were losing 4-0 at home to fucking North Ferriby on Tuesday night. You know what I mean? It's just this... Also, the, the nerve of Mel Morris to blame COVID is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> yes, it will yeah, have played but, a part, oh, mate, clearly, don't, but... Don't you know, it's COVID's wow. fault for, for everything. I just Even the Football League in their statement said, don't you dare blame COVID. Come on, look at your books. You've, you've, 
been cheating for years now. But so that's so that's sadly another one. Like we say, uh, feel for the fans. Um, don't feel for the fans that are in the away end at Ellen Road on that semi-final. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> the two and a half that are in there, now nah, you're all right. But the rest of the fan base of Derby, I do feel sorry for you. And you took a shit on the changing room floor, so I don't particularly feel that bad for you as a club. Um, but in in general, it's just another one, isn't it? I mean, how many times is this going to happen before we actually seriously look at it? And they, we've talked about it on a previous pod, ages and ages ago, it never actually came in, but this salary cap idea had legs. Mm. Somehow it had legs. It, I don't think it was correct the way they were doing it, but it had legs to protect the, the pyramid. And it's just gone. It's just gone. The championship's never going to vote for that in a million years. The guy who owns Stoke is never going to vote for a salary cap. Mr. Bet365. He's just never, you know what I mean? He just change falls out of his pocket and he's bought a left back. It don't, it don't mm. make a difference. Just gets but... Dan to stick on another Acre at a weekend and buy yeah. the left back. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need a left back? Oh, no, is Dan Taylor in Lincoln put another bet on? Yes, he has. He's lost again. So from a quite a serious story, which obviously is clearly the state of Derby County, to genuinely one of the funniest things I've read. So Julian Nagelsman, who is the current Bayern Munich manager, uh, all all... By all accounts, is a very talented young manager. Has said, he's, "American, he's, he's, he's fallen out of bed and hit his head." Hasn't I he? think he has. <laughs> uh, American football is much more technologically advanced than I'm football. Disappointed with the accent. I don't know what he sounds like. Does he sound? Well, I'll do just, all this with that. No, just go with Farker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you normally if do. In doubt. We'll talk about Norwich in a if, bit. If in doubt, just go with the Timo oh, um, Werner. Just hybrid. If in doubt, just go with the um, the pigs from Shrek. He hoofed and he poofed. American football is much more technologically advanced than football. The quarterback has an earpiece to listen to his coach. We absolutely need some things like this in football. No, we do not, Julian. Because <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to have? This back four running around with helmets on. What are you on about, you clown? I understand what he's saying from a from a point of that we need to be able to Just get more information. But what are you on about? Fucking I mean, idiot. we all know in this room and on everyone listens to this podcast, I'm a massive NFL fan. But to, to, to describe what they do in America, I don't want any of what they do. I don't want the cheerleaders or anything. I don't want any of what they do. I love it for what it is. Stubbsy does. Stubbsy does, yeah. <laughs> we need a splash zone at Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get one for the pod. <laughs> you, know, you know, you get them kids on the sign up saying, Ronaldo, can I have a shit? Oh, they stuck to say, fucking... take top off. <laughs> Just ask Andy Pearson what he thinks about them signs. <laughs> Ban them for life. They should get banned for Fuck life. You know. But honestly, it was one of the funniest. I just clocked it straight away and put it on the show notes. I thought, let, okay, let, let's, let's pretend for a minute it could it's work. a good idea. So how do we do it then? So how, how do you reckon he sees it happening? Well, you sellotape like they all work. <laughs> <laughs> so no, recycling. Yeah, yeah, they all have headphones in. But what's he going to say to him? Uh, like, right, imagine right. You play for Middlesbrough. <laughs> they bring this rule in where you've got to wear AirPods. You'd hate actually hate right. AirPods. Suddenly they bring AirPods in. So every player's got an AirPod. Why in. Do you, let's let's not skip over that. Why do you hate AirPods? I don't hate them. I just used to hate them. I used to. Unless you've cooled I, down a bit on the subject. Yeah. No. I've, I've, well, I've got a pair of the black ones. Which look at that oh, banker with AirPods they, on. They've Can got you the, say to me. Yeah, but they've got the little bud things that make them stay. In my, the only reason I don't like them is the, they do look stupid. If you drop them down the fucking drain, you oh, fucking, you've, you're an you've idiot. Changed However, completely. they don't stick in your ears. Oh, don't stick in my ears anyway. So I don't like them. Weird ears. Hashtag weird ears. But imagine it works. Right? You play for Middlesbrough. <laughs> Wank puffing. Imagine you play for Middlesbrough, right? Yeah. And you've you laid a pass on. It's gone wrong. Who's in your ear right now? Got to plea. Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> Got to plea a pass better, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Neil Warnock's definitely got a different accent since last time I heard him. <laughs> oh, it's because of... That's, that's, that's Steve Bruce. That's Steve Bruce. What's that with Steve Bruce then? Go on, do it again. That's Steve Bruce. Bloody um, <laughs> L. John Joe. <laughs> Play the passer eight, mate. What's that going to help you? It's not going to help, is it? No, but you could get some information in tactically onto the pitch. You do that anyway. It's like... It, I prefer seeing him run on with the little notes behind the shin pads and just... Hand yeah, it I'm a big fan of that. And then my technology, yeah, rip it up. <laughs> the one that nicked it, didn't yeah. yeah. But imagine Neil Warnock in your ear. I can't think of anything. Tommy! Tommy, bloody hell! What are you I'll doing? fucking die for you, lot! Die for you, lot! <laughs> All right, Neil, fuck, he's run off fucking button in this fucker. Just, turn, just turns his earbuds off as he's telling him to twat it forward for the 50th time in the game. Hit <sighs> the big lad! <laughs> fuck off, Neil. I'll be honest, it's just... It's a stupid it's idea, a isn't it? starter He's clearly, he's not thought clown. it through, is he? I mean, you'd have, um, on that, you'd have Allardyce with the headset on, obviously not playing, but he brought that in. He went to America, didn't he? Came back with it. I that think, didn't stick around either, did it? I don't think you'll, like, I think you need to think about football a little bit more and think about the amount of information that players need throughout a game. I think you need to think about how silly they look with head, head things on. Well, <laughs> I mean, you think get used to it. You yeah. barely see them. The other comment, though, that he made about, the, you know, they can't hear when the manager's putting points across. The players can't hear. Obviously, that's the reason why he's done it. Sorry, shout, but let's get, rid of the, let's get rid of the atmosphere then. Yeah. The thing that yeah. that drives the players on. The one, exactly, the one thing. I mean, look at Dortmund, for example. Look at, their, if you think about their that's crowd. That's headphones, mate. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like, oh, shut up. Tell the fans to be quiet. Just do that. You know, what an... They won't be able to hear uh, like your opponent calling you a knobhead at a corner because you've got Neil Warner near it calling you a knobhead, <laughs> incidentally. <laughs> no, it's the stupidest thing I've ever I understand where I it's like coming it. from, but let's not have you a serious You fucking would. You always like shit like that. Oh, yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. It's just modern, modern um, men. Grow up. Uh, he probably podcast. shaves his legs as well. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Warnock definitely he shaves his eyebrows I'm not talking about fucking Warnock he walks around with he walks around with pictures of himself to hand out signed pictures of himself tells you all about the bloke what is wrong with shaving your legs nothing I'm just saying well then although I will stick up for Neil Warnock this is very rare you'll hear me say that there was that video last year where he was biking back from training and a guy's gone past in the car when he's running down Eric Neal's going all right, Sean. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. He <laughs> just got just it on repeat. It's just round the With his trackies on. All right, Sean. <laughs> it's really brilliant. Um, our last topic, and I'm really, really sorry, really sorry to bring this up again, but um, once the WhatsApp group had lit up a little bit, can we just fuck Var off now, please? <sighs> I've had enough. I've had enough now. I've got uh, so I'm at the end of Mitterrand. So no, I'm at the end of Mitterrand. Stubbs. Let's in. just not talk about it. No, I'm going to talk about it. No, no, I'm going to talk about it. We talk about it every week until it goes away. I'm going to talk about it. A bit like my wife. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about it until she goes away and leaves me, which is probably inevitable. Uh, there was so much wrong this week, and it is affecting my club now, which is why I've brought it to the table. But I'll. Luckily, DT was angry about it as well on WhatsApp. Well, I was I'm straight to DT. I was angry about it just because it's just so fucking... It's the inconsistency that drives me up the fucking wall. Like, I didn't even watch that much football yesterday, but I saw, like, that last kind of 10 minutes of the United-West Ham game. And Ronaldo gets absolutely scythed down by Zuma. Stonewall pen. Not even... Well, it did get looked at. Is that the one where he dived? Because there is one where no, he dived. No, no, no. He definitely, this was not a dive. I didn't see that, but right? there was one where he Categor- dived. Categorically not a dive. Anyway, then they say, they, they show the replay 
for all to see, and, and everyone's going, well, that's a Stonewall penalty. And then they go, check complete, no penalty. It's just and then they go up ridiculous. the other end, and they give the handball, which was handball, uh, for Luke Shaw, give the pen, which is hilarious that they brought Mark Noble on and he missed it. But this is what I mean, the, the inconsistency of going over to look at the monitor for certain things and not for others. Like, the, the linesman saw the handball, like he had the perfect line of sight for that, didn't give it, but they go and have a look. It's the most obvious handball I've ever seen in my life. I come to the point now where I don't actually think it's VAR because we've now seen it work well in other things. It's the idiots using it. So I'll give you our example. So the reason Leeds drew on Friday night is because we didn't put the ball in the back of the net. It's as simple as that. We didn't score it off. I'm not blaming this incident no, for no. Leeds not winning because we just that's, we, didn't, we didn't score it off and we're terrible at the back. But this was from an ESPN refereeing expert. He's an ex-referee. On the Leeds penalty claim uh, at Newcastle for Joe Willock catching Daniel James, another penalty. Mike Dean thought James had ran into Willock and it was a coming together. So I'm very surprised, I'm not, mate, that VAR Jared Gillett didn't advise the review. Another case of trying to be too quick. So what's the point in it if you're not going to look at it? What's the point? I, I'm in the camp, been it, and if Mike Dean doesn't think that's a penalty, I can live with it. Yeah. I'll moan about it, but I'll live with it. There's a geezer up there, miles away, watching on a video, in his ear. You need to have a look at that, Mike. Well, speaking of Jared Gillett, and to add another thing yeah. into that, he's been promoted to being the first foreign Premier League referee today. Well, he clearly does such a good job he's, on VAR. He, he deserves a promotion. Well, it's the guy that was mic'd up in Australia, wasn't it, before yes, he came yeah. over He was in yeah. the Championship last yeah. season. Yeah, and, and it was terrible then. Yeah, not great. Not great, if I'm honest. But I don't think any of them are that good. I, honestly, I just think we're in a really bad state now. This is... I know it's a bit Premier League heavy, this, and I apologise, uh, but we have had a lot of League One chat tonight. The This is the greatest league on the planet. The most expensive league, the best managers, the best players, and we've got the shittest referees, and we cannot use VR to save our lives. So what we're doing here... Just fucking leave it. It can't be that long before the Premier League sack the FA's officials off and bring their own in. It cannot be that long now, because it's just getting ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. And you know it's hilarious when it affects Man United, who get more decisions than anyone in my well, whole yeah, life. exactly. And it's even affecting them now. I, I just... But, I, I mean, it's, it's, I know, it's ruining I, I, you know, ridiculous. I, I couldn't give a fuck who won that game yesterday, but... Well, I couldn't, but I but, just want but, to see good decisions yeah, and good refereeing. But, referee but what I'm saying is, if the consistency is there, then United get that, get that penalty, probably score it, 3-1... Then you get a penalty at the other end, but but ultimately the United were on the brink of dropping two points then because of a penalty that was given rightly by looking at it. But why why was that one looked at before? And it's so fucking obvious. And they've just gone nah, check over. There's the two Leicester ones. There's the Ivan Tony one. There's just been the Leicester it's, it's been a clusterfuck this week. The Leicester one. Leicester I can't one believe Leicester won that football the, match or at least got a draw. The second one out of the. The second one of the Leicester ones is the he's worst one by far. I don't, exactly. He's not, he's not in the keeper's line of sight at it's anything. He's not jumping out of the way of the ball. It all comes back I, to me. I'm good friends with a Leicester fan. and um, he, to, he, he he pronounced Leicester wrong. Huh? He pronounced Leicester wrong. Leicester. Yeah. Leicester. Um, yeah, and he, he put on Facebook last night, I'll admit that football can do silly things to my emotions, but I have 100% just watched a rigged match. When you got your fucking... Like loyal so season ticket. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, I cut it last week. We had a really long debate last week where we ran out of time about the the strike incident, and that and now that VARs looked at it, a referees looked at it, a panels looked at it, and we've lost a player for three games. 
for a good tackle. It's just stupid. But what again, what that, we're doing that, that, that entire system of being able to appeal a decision. We've never won a, an appeal. I've never, no, no. never won an appeal in my but life. It, but it makes a mockery of the entire thing when you've got stuff like that not being overturned. When, like we said last week, that that decision in itself wasn't even given as a fucking free kick in the first place. Yet, because it's injured somebody so badly to break to break his ankle or dislocate his ankle, they've, he's gone back and then sent him off. But it, but five minutes ago or two minutes ago, wasn't a fucking foul. The referee did not give a free kick. <clears throat> then in his in his uh, notes for the appeal said, oh, well, I, I, yeah, I changed my mind. What? Why change your mind? Oh, because you saw an injured lad. But it's a physical game and injuries happen. So you literally wave play on and the game went on for 30 seconds. So what are you doing? You're either a liar or a cheat. I don't know mm. which one you are because somebody's spoken to you. Just stick it's probably the manager wandering around the field, but stick somebody's spoken to you. Just stick to the decision. You have been listening to another episode of Gone Off on the Tangent, the only debate show you ever need to listen to. I've been Adam Stocks. He's been Dan Taylor. Good night. He's been Carl Stubbs. Sarah. And once again, hat trick ball, Terry Tips. Good evening. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>